I saw part of it on TV once because I was like, oh, that guy's from The Outsiders and he's eating fries. And then one of the fries is a human finger. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Classic, classic scene. Rest in peace, Rutger Hauer. Amazing actor. Oh my God, Rutger Hauer. Blade Runner. Rara, rara. Um, I don't know what that was. <laughs> what, were just... you trying to say Waba Wiwa? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say Scooby Doo. <laughs> you had me at Hell no. Hell no. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And this is our podcast. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Mm-hmm. And if you are returning, we are also very happy to have you. Thank Th- you so much. Thank you so much for returning. Um, this is our podcast where we watch romance movies and try to figure out what? Why? <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? Where? Truly, uh, so many things we're trying to figure out. Um, essentially... The romance genre, specifically rom-coms, romantic mm-hmm. comedies, have been specifically marketed towards women. A lot of the time. Most of the time. And so as women who don't enjoy that genre on its own, like yeah. it's not something either of us gravitate to, mm-hmm. we are trying to figure out what is the appeal. Why do we like them? There are so many problematic cliches and tropes and, and stereotypes. And, and these are in movies through, like... In all movies and all genres, but, but like as our case study, we're what, using rom coms rom- and, and romance, romance movies because these movies are so specifically geared towards women, but also other marginalized groups and women within those marginalized groups. And it's sometimes like the best representation these groups will get, but it's also a lot of times like, hey, are you a gay man? You are now the pet to this straight woman. Yeah. Are you a person of color? You get one funny line. You get a line and you get to be like, you get to say, ooh, girl, in the background of the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, not really the greatest genre. It's getting better, but not by much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what we're trying to figure out. And, you know, as to people who really don't spend our time watching romance we've seen a disturbing amount of romance and we have ones that are our favorites i watch a lot of spooky shit i didn't what's the you haven't have you watched anything spooky recently no i've been really busy but i listened to the horror virgins episode on sunshine which is a movie i have seen before i haven't seen it don't watch it it will make you very depressed oh the premise is that it's in the future. Oh, this the is when the dying. sun is dying, and then they're like, "We're gonna go try to fix, restart the sun." Yeah, but with it, a giant bomb. Okay. So you imagine how it goes. It doesn't go well. I bet. It's Danny Boyle. So yeah. Oh, so it's, it's a laugh riot. It honestly um, is one of the few movies that actually makes me cry. That and Twenty Eight Days Later, and My Dog Skip. That movie's fucked up. I haven't seen a movie in a long time. Frankie Muniz. Um, I just remember there's a bit where Skip is like missing or whatever, and he goes to ask the girl to help him look for Skip or whatever, or help him with something. And she goes, I'm not doing it for you. 
I'm doing it for Skip. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, also, isn't Luke Wilson in that? I don't remember. I saw it in the third grade and I sobbed the entire movie. Fuck everything. Um, anyway. What kind of movies do you like to watch? I like <laughs> to watch it to relax. I love a movie about friendship, but that also has some like pretty good action. Um, To just like turn my brain off. I love a thing where it's like, we're friends. And the way we explain our friendship is by like doing a heist or some something to that. So effect. like Fast and the Furious. I do enjoy a Fast and the Furious movie. Once they brought in The Rock, that's when it's like, oh, now we're cooking with gas. Like, oh shit! Okay. He shows up and you're like, oh, this is what these needed. This is <laughs> like, the secret ingredient. This was good. Like they were. I also I haven't seen the first two in a good fifteen years. The first one is just a shitty remake of Point Break. The second one, Vin Diesel was like, I'm not doing it. Just kidding. I've only seen the first one and the one where Paul Walker dies. Oh, bummer. I enjoy an action friendship movie, and that's part of the reason why I like today's movie so much. Today we watched, uh, we're talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Indeed we are. It is a film and we watched it. Before we get into it, though, we have someone else with us whose opinion we value very much, who doesn't watch a lot of movies. Our sound engineer, Tiffer. Hi, Tiff. Hi, Allie. Hi, Mel. Hi. Hi. How are you? How are you doing? I was doing great up until I remembered what movie we're doing. Oh. I said the title just now. Is it one that you've seen before? I one haven't of the few? seen the movie but mm-hmm. I read the comic books when I was like a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I identified with Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. And his longing. And uh, yeah. it's the end of the aughts were rough. Yeah. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah. yeah well, that's when we all graduated high school. Yeah, so we all graduated high sure. school the aughts. And it was a time. <sighs> Have you, so you haven't seen the movie? You read the comics, so. though. Okay. Okay. I don't know if we have any other questions. I don't. I mean, well, if you've read the comics, then you know Know the basic plot of the thing. I yeah. I don't know how well I remember it. Yeah. But yeah, there's some slight differences between the comics on the and the book. I would say some of the differences are more than slight. Yeah, but I and I don't think it's a bad thing. No, I think this is a very good. Well, let's get into it. But I do want to say this has been Tiffer's pop culture osmosis. Thank Thank you. you. I want to say that this is a very effective comic to film adaptation. I think it carries a lot of like the fun visual jokes and also the spirit of the uh, the overall vibe of the comics and like the sense of humor and the char- it does such a good job. And it's so visually interesting and funny and cool. Like it's a fun movie. I like this movie. It's Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright directed it. He, if you don't know who Edgar Wright is, he did Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, World's End. Baby Driver. Do we have to include Baby Driver? And people really like Baby Driver. There's a real, I found, okay, so I, um, someone. Oh, Edgar Wright also did Spaced. Spaced. That he directed wonderful all Spaced. TV show. Go Tw- watch it. Go watch Sp- Spaced. It's so fucking good. If you are in your mid to late 20s, go watch Space. Go watch Space. And if um, you're not, also go watch it go because watch it's Space. enjoyable. Um, Edgar Wright is really good, not only at a comedy in general, at but everything. like yeah. visual. Wait, at what? Everything. At he's Not only is he good at looking cute with a gap in his teeth, having pretty hair, 
this isn't what we're talking about, but I do want to say that Edgar Wright, you're cute as shit, bitch. So we're happy Edgar, for you. Edgar, if you're listening, we both admire and respect you very deeply. We were both very shocked when we saw what you looked like because we were like, no, that guy didn't direct this because this is like a cute dude who was there. And it turns out he directed it. So we're happy for him. But what I was going to say is he's very good at visual comedy. There's an essay, like a video essay on YouTube that's really good. I can't remember. I want to say the channel is like every frame of painting, but I may be wrong on that. We will post it to our Instagram. We'll to and Instagram. so if you but, guys are listening and you want to see that essay, we'll give you the link in our yeah. Insta. But it's, very, no cast. but it's a very good um, explanation of like why he's so effective at visual comedy and like adding... Like, there's no wasted time. There's no wasted frame. There's no, like... Everything's intentional. Everything is intentional. Everything's helping to, like, explain, add more to the story, add more to the character, add more to the... It's yeah, all... Yeah, the opposite of Bram Stoker's Dracula by Coppola. Don't, hey, I don't think it was... I, fight me. We're fight not me gonna fight. There's lots of fun, cool shit in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of fun stuff, but I wouldn't say that everything intentionally moves the plot forward. No! No, no, no. There's a they they all eat a baby, and we're like, why did he do that? <laughs> oh God, they did eat a fucking baby in that movie. Where did he get that baby? Where did he get a baby? T-shirt idea. Where did he get that baby? Where did he get that baby? <laughs> um, but let's get this. It's a really it's a interesting really, and fun movie. I'm not familiar with the comics, and I'd only seen them, this movie once. I read them before up, this. I read the comics like about ten years ago. Also, this this should probably be said, this film is a satire. Here's the thing. It's not that much of a satire because there are dudes like this, but the thing is, Scott is... Terrible. Terrible. Scott is kind of trash. He is a 22-year-old dude who doesn't... Also, the Honest trailer for this is really good, and it highlights a yeah, lot of good stuff. Yeah, he doesn't have a job. He mooches off of his roommate and his friends. He's, he's mean to everyone. He's shitty to girls. He's grooming a high schooler. He's grooming a he's high schooler. He's 22, dating a 17-year-old. Mm -hmm. Not okay. No. Um, and, and every girl is obsessed with him. Mm -hmm. Every girl's obsessed with him. And I will say this, did not realize that it was supposed to be satire, and we, I think we, you and I both found out that I, I, I'm too dense to really understand satire. You're not dense. No, but... I am. And it's okay because there's just something really subtle about satire where people who get it, or maybe the people who get it are assholes. I don't fucking know. Oh, but... that definitely. People are like, it's satire. And I'm like, I don't think you, well, I, yes satire and no. isn't just being mean. Yes and no. Because like I watched Scott Pilgrim the first time. And then when we were watching it together, you were like, isn't this a funny satire? I was like. Yes, satire. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, a good example is that uh, one time I read a book called The Master and Mar Margarita mm -hmm. by Bulgakov, and I was talking to my friend Jules about it, and they are pretty much an expert in Russian lit and Russian history, mm -hmm. and they studied it all through school, mm -hmm. and they were like, yeah, this was a really, really great satire. It's one of his funniest works, and I was like, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> Totally. I totally thought it was satire too. And they were like, yeah, like the part, you know, uh, not to spoil the book, but like the part where like they're writing a biography of fucking Pontius Pilate and there's witches and Jesus and a giant cat. I was like, yeah, totally. I thought that was satire. I didn't take that seriously at all. <laughs> like this movie went a little bit over my head. It, okay. It's okay. Um, we should probably get into the plot. Um, so it's based on some comics. So Scott is played by Michael Sarah. 
He is 22 and he's in a band called Sex Babomb. Sex Babomb. And he is dating a 17 year old girl named Knives Chow. She goes to a Catholic school. She is wonderful. The actress who plays her is phenomenal. All the acting, honestly, everyone everything in this movie in this is movie, great. You're right. Everyone is Every great. Every element of this movie is good. The acting is good. The scenery is good. The plot moves forward and makes sense. Yeah. And uh, it's just. The characters are so shitty. Yeah. Everyone in this movie, Everyone except for sucks. Nines. Honestly, yeah, except is for Nines. Is an asshole. And, and Kim. Kim's kind of an asshole, too. Yeah, but Kim has a reason for being an asshole. It's The thing is, Steven's not really an asshole. He's just kind of like a guy in a band. <laughs> yeah, we all know one. This guy was like, hey, man, do you know anyone in a band? And I was like, I'm in a band. And he was like, you're in a band? And I went, dude, I am so in a band. <laughs> So we should um, actually talk about the plot. So Scott, I love this movie. You do, I, and I think you liked it more than I did. I yeah. would say I'm like 50-50 on whether I liked yeah. it or not. But yeah. Michael Sarah plays Scott Pilgrim. Uh-huh. He uh, is just kind of floating through life, treating people like they're disposable. Uh-huh. Um, and he is, quote-unquote, dating this girl, Knives, who's mm. a, a child. Yeah, 17 years old. And everyone in his life, nobody really says anything. They're just like, you're gross. Yeah. They're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Instead of being like, this is unhealthy. You have to stop. The only person who does that yeah. is his roommate, Wallace. Wallace says it. And then his, his, um, but Wallace, does his it. sister does say like, you're dating a scandal played by Anna Kendrick, who yeah. is wonderful. But I she think- more like sensationalizes it. Wallace and Wallace kind of does too. He gives it to him as an ultimatum. Because the plot of the film is that Scott Pilgrim meets a woman named Ramona Flowers, immediately falls in love with yeah, her. Yeah, becomes obsessed with her. Because, yeah, totally infatuated. Uh-huh. And then they start going out and but he, he has to defeat her seven evil exes. Yes. And so the whole film kind of plays out like a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm using this term correctly. Maybe melee style. Oh, I, I don't d- know what honey, it means. I, you're asking Tiffer, the wrong you, hoe. Did I use it good? Did melee. I do it right? Melee meaning hand-to-hand? Yeah. <gasps> oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Oh my god. My boyfriend plays video games. I know some stuff. Big fucking deal. You got a fucking boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody suck this girl's dick. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. <laughs> melee style fighting. Yeah. Hand-to-hand between Scott and each of these evil exes. Yeah. And so during and- the course of this, his roommate Wallace says, you have to... Break, break up, up with knives. With knives. Yeah. You have to do it. And he does. And the thing is. But I, it's in the shittiest way. It's in the shittiest way. And something I liked. Because this movie does show you all the ways that like. Scott is not cool. Uh, because like he is talking. Like you see him kind of on this sort of date with knives. And he, she's so impressed by everything. Like oh you know all these cool bands. Because she's 17. Because she's 17. And she's like, I, you're so cool. She's like, I never even kissed a guy before, and you're so cool, and you're so great, and I love your bo- your band. And he, they're, they go to an arcade and they play this like kind of pseudo dance dance revolution, but it's a ninja game. And he's explaining to her how Pac Man was originally called Puck Man, um, not because he's shaped like a puck, but because Paku Paku is. Uh, like to eat or something or to move one's mouth. He knows this like fun little trivia fact about Pac-Man. Okay. And Knives is like, wow, so cool. And then later he sees Ramona at a party, says the same fact to her, and she's like, 
just silence. And he's like, I'm Yeah, because Ramona is his age. His age. And she's like, not impressive to me. Um, also, he, like, the whole time they're at the party together, he just stalks. Like, yeah. Pretty it even much says, stalks her. It even says, and then he stalked her until she left the party. That's yeah. what it says in the corner of the screen. And it's very funny and cool. And by cool, I mean, like, a cool way to tell a story. I really like this movie. The, the visual storytelling in this movie is really, really well done. Also, there are great wigs in this. Yes. And all, All like, wigs are for great. someone like me who knows next to nothing about video games, it got everything across... So that if you know a lot about video games, it's enjoyable to watch. And even if you don't know a lot, it's still enjoyable to watch. Yes. I think it's very, like, maybe palatable is the right word. Also, Ramona, there's lots of, like, fun kind of, like, this is sort of a fantastical. There's lots of, like, video game um, references. Like, the idea that you have to fight seven evil exes that just show up out of nowhere. Well... And After his date with Ramona, then when they decide they're going out, he gets an email that kind of is the explanation for all of it. Doesn't really read it because Scott's shitty. That's but that's also one of my favorite bit. There, I have lots of jokes in this that I love, but one of my favorites is when he's starting to kind of read it and he goes, "This is so boring," and then just doesn't read it. And it's like a sleep. very important email. And I'm yeah. like, "We've all been there, man." Truly, <laughs> like, and then. His band gets entered in Battle of the Bands, mm-hmm. and that's when the first evil ex... Matthew Patel Matthew, shows up. Okay, let's talk about Matthew Patel. Okay. Because I dug him. I <laughs> thought he was so cute. He's very cute. Yeah, he was just cute. like this amazing emo <laughs> Indian man. The only thing I didn't like was that they gave him a song to sing it's and like they a, made him dance like a Bollywood. And it felt a little like... And none, of, one, none of the other evil exes have a song except the ones that are musicians. Yeah, it felt a little like, oh, we have one... We have one Indian, Indian guy. character and so he's going to do like a Bollywood thing. A which Bollywood felt a little number, like, like huh. I didn't... But um, also, I, I Melanie loved. I I like this dude. I like, think he's Bollywood's great. Really fun. Oh, it's sick as fuck. But was it that necessary here for the only Indian character yeah. to do? Perhaps not. It feels a little like, huh? Unless um, you're gonna turn it into a full blown musical and every evil ex gets a dance number, which did not happen. Did not happen. Anyway, uh, he defeats him, and Ramon is like, "If we're gonna date, you're gonna have to defeat my seven evil uh, evil exes." And, he's and he like, keeps saying ex boyfriends, and she keeps correcting him, and saying exes because yeah. one of her exes is a woman. And a woman, and also like, here's the thing: throughout this, they're like, because it is revealed later, her most recent ex has compiled these seven exes, all these exes. Yes, like, her her ex. Named Gideon. Gideon. And then the Battle of the Bands contest is being run by someone named G-Man, who yeah. owns a record label. Yeah. Turns out Gideon, Gideon and G-Man are the same person. But Spoilers, played by Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman, wonderful. He looks he, great. He does. The thing is, they, like, compile the... But a lot of these exes the are of from... Exes. Because they are... Because I think Ramona... They're only, like, 22, 23 years old. These exes are, like, from, like, seventh grade. She's, like, Matthew and I dated for, like, a week in seventh grade. Yeah, and then, and like, then the, the next, next one, one is, like, ninth we grade. dated in, like, ninth grade. Yeah. And so there's later moments where she's, like, I only dated so-and-so until, like, I only dated uh, Lucas until Todd came along, which is really shitty of me. I'm, like, you were 14. 
Are we really like I wasn't a good I wasn't good in relationships when you were fourteen? Of Nobody's course you were. Nobody's good in relationships when of they're fourteen. Of course you were fourteen, and think, they're like, like Ramona is okay. a bitch. I'm yeah, like, she was fourteen. I know. Take a moment and think about to when you were fourteen. Let's just take a moment. Oh God. Yeah. Are we all sufficiently grossed out? Now? I don't feel good. No. Um, yeah. So like nobody's good at relationships when they're fucking no, fourteen. Anything because you're a fourteen year old child. You don't. Also, you, it's like okay. if you're being real, most adults aren't very good at relationships no. because it is a learning process. Yes. You have to find someone that you want to grow with. Yeah. And if you grow out of each other, then you shouldn't be together. You should not be together. And if you're fourteen, you're gonna grow out of each you're other. You're gonna grow you better. Um. The God. best relationship Ugh. you can have is the one with yourself. Oh, that is true. Yeah, but also, yeah. Um, so defeats Magic Patel. They they start dating. I think then he eventually. Oh, he does eventually break up with Knives because Knives is at the show with Matthew Patel, and he hasn't told Ramona or Knives that he's dating either. Yes, of them. and that's when Wallace gives him the ultimatum: like, if you're gonna have to defeat six more people to be with this girl, you have to break up with. Yeah, knives. and so he has like a shitty breakup with Knives. And oh, you know who the only one who like kind of crossed the mat is Young Julie. Neil. Young, we forgot about <gasps> Young Neil. Johnny Simmons, we love him. Oh, he oh. was in Jennifer's body. We love you. So good. He's wonderful on this. He's so funny. There's so many Young good Neil, bits. Young Neil deserved better. He did, but um, oh, but the reason why I was thinking of it uh, is one of the only people who crossed the mat is Julie, who has the party where he sees Ramona. Uh, after he Ramona yes. also is traveling through his dreams because she is a delivery person for Amazon. And also, we should say this movie takes place in Toronto, and yeah. she's from America. Yeah. And she, one of the gags is like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you guys don't have that up here in Canada." Yeah. Because she, she travels through the subspace in his mind. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "I forgot you guys don't have that in Canada," and I'm like, "We don't have that in America, but whatever." Um, <laughs> but Julie, played by Aubrey Plaza, who is. Mwah, Chef's kiss. Yeah, so um, good. It's one of the only people who's like, Scott, you're a fucking player. Like, you're not allowed to date Ramona because you ruin every, like, you, you're you a fucking lady killer. She even says, like, you're a lady killer fucking wannabe jerk. And he's like, no. And she just lists girl after girl after girl that he has hooked up with and been terrible to. And one of them is Kim, the drummer of his band. And this Allison is Pill good, is phenomenal. This is, yeah, played by Allison Pill. This is a really good gag because mm-hmm. he's like, Kim's fine. And then it just pans over to her, just like staring. Seething. Like just staring at him. <laughs> and he's, and they're like, yeah, uh-huh. She's totally fine. She's totally cool. So the next act, so Scott and Ramona are on a date. Wallace is going, they're filming a movie because it's Toronto. There's a movie being filmed kind of nearby. Wallace, his roommate, is going to watch them film a movie because it's this like hot action star who used to be a skater and now he's like a pop- popular action star. But he's like an action skater. Yeah. and Played by none other than Chris Evans. <sighs> and this is pre-Captain America, pre-Cap- Chris Evans. This is post... Post not another teen movie. <laughs> Definitely post not another movie. But it's also post like uh, Fantastic Four and was the the one he did with ScarJo. He did more than one with ScarJo, but the one he did where she did was he? a nanny. Mm-hmm. The Nanny Diaries. Yes. Okay, so Scott like gets anxious because uh, they're on a date. He's like, "Oh, we'll we'll go to um, we'll, we'll go, go watch this. We'll movie. go watch this." And, and she's like, "She's like, uh, oh. oh shit, I know this guy." Yeah. And he's like, "What?" And it's because he's one of her Evil exes. Ex number two. And so they fight. And Chris Evans is... So, everyone in this movie is phenomenal. 
And he's very good in this. He honestly so does a funny. really good job. And an, a cool thing that we both noticed was the makeup artist did something with his eyebrows. I think because like he's doing it. Like he's definitely doing the face. He's doing a but face they, to make But they th- drew in his eyebrows they, so like, that they're pointed in a certain way yeah. where he always looks like evil angry. He looks kind of like, what's up, bro? Like it's, it's very like, hey, I can't do it. I, I know it's a it's it is an audio, so it doesn't matter if I could do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But, but it's basically so just good. Google it and you'll see what we mean. And it's like so, not quite Spock, but no, like it's, de- it's reminiscent of. It's thicker. I don't like know. Like angry, thick eyebrow skater boy Spock. And um if you want to know what I'm into. <laughs> 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 doing when she made those noises she made a gesture like she was taking her glasses on and off and pulling at the collar for sure <laughs> audio medium babe speaking of pulling at the collar of your shirt at one point because he's like you're a pretty good skater and he's like more than pretty good i got my own skating company and he pulls down his the collar of his shirt to show like a tattoo of like the fake label of the skating company oh yeah and um, it had an effect on me, bro. Wow. Like I, wow, I felt dumb because it's like this should not be something I like. Wow, Allie, so brave that you're attracted to this fucking hunk. <laughs> what? What? Why do you get so mad when you're attracted to hunks? Because I feel like I bought into the system. They got me. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh wow, like big surprise. That's like if someone was like, you know what I'm into? Tits. No, duh, bitch. Like, (laughs) you know what? I like to drink Coca-Cola. Wow. Okay. I'm taking my jacket off. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I don't think it makes you a sheeple if you like an attractive person. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway. Insights into our brains. Shout out to Chris Evans. You did a great job. Chris, I think you're a Chris, cool guy. Chris, if you're listening, we thought you did a great job. You're a Allie very good actor. really is into you. I think don't you're all be, right. Don't fucking <laughs> be cool, man. <laughs> the point is. Scott defeats him in literally the dumbest way by challenge. <laughs> he challenges his machismo. Which is great. That's something. <laughs> So what happens is there's this giant ramp and he's like, hey, why don't you like do that skate move on that thing? And he's like, yeah, I could do it. No, at first he's like, you think you can goad me into doing a trick like that? And he's like, there are girls watching. And he's like, okay. You're right. That does happen. So then he skates down the thing and keeps going faster and faster until he like hits something and explodes. And something I love is every time an ex is defeated, they explode into coins. And apparently the uh, the guy who wrote the comic, the, um, the like canon yeah. is that it's similar to like a video game or whatever, but where they don't die, they don't, nothing bad. They just end up back at home <laughs> having learned a lesson. Oh. Yeah. That's actually very nice. Isn't that so sweet? I was worried that they were all being murdered. No, that's so Canadian. Um, but like, no, they're just back at home. 
Yeah, except the guy who wrote the comic, didn't he have Scott and the child knives under 18 child high schooler end up together? Yes. Because that's not cool. In the comic. To say the least. Oh, it's not cool, man. At the end of the comics, they end up together and you're kind of like, Knives deserves fucking better. Absolutely, she does. Knives, we both agreed on this. We think Knives is the true hero of this whole thing. And I think she's supposed to be. Good, she should be, but she shouldn't end up with a fucking predatory loser. Yeah, I... Uh, it's, it's, uh, Scott, Scott is a criminal. Scott fucking sucks. So Scott should be in jail for grooming a minor. I mean, he's he sucks. Um. Oh, but not but. And we're moving forward into the story. So Scott's ex, who used to go by Natalie, but now goes by Envy, is the lead singer of a band called The Clash of Demonhead, and they're very they're like, famous. They're like famous. And that's also something I love is that he is like, she was his last like big breakup. And, and she apparently completely destroyed him. Emotionally. Destroyed him. And, but I also kind of love it because she's very cool. And like, it also in Played a bit. Ba- by Brie Larson. Academy Award winner Brie Larson. And honestly, she has a great voice and she does a very effective, like sexy baby voice. Oh my God. Also her wig in this is sick as fuck. All of the women have the same haircut in this movie. Except for her. No, she's got bangs. Well, they all have bangs, but they don't all... Anna Kendrick does not have bangs. Okay, but she's Scott's sister, so we don't Therefore, think not a sexual predator. Oh, my God. You're welcome. Disturbing, if you're not a it? possible sexual prospect, you don't have bangs. Oh. Gross. My God. Anyway. Gross. Um, um, but yeah, um, oh, we sorry. both agreed that the sexy baby voice was actually quite effective. It was so good, and it, it's, it's it was like it was like evil sexy baby. Yeah, she's like, hey, hey, Scott, long time, and long I was like, time. she's the fucking. Best. I can't even do it. I can't do I, it either. The thought of a sexy baby repulses me. It's disgusting. But Brie Larson did a fantastic. We job. love her, and so she's like, we have a show coming, and so she basically hires. Scott's band to open for them for like a secret show and and they open and no one applauds except for Wallace except for Wallace we love Wallace played by Kieran Culkin who is really wonderful really everyone good. in this movie is so good the fact that any of the Culkins are remotely okay now miracle is a miracle but also I'm glad for them because so they have happy. very terrible childhoods they had a rough fucking go yeah anyway one of the the basis who is the one that's now the one the guy that Envy left Scott for is the third evil ex, Todd, who used to date Ramona when they were like 15. Yes, and he's the bassist in the band. Played by Brendan Routh, who is also doing like a voice. Um, Yeah, they're both doing a lot of voice acting and acting acting. (laughs) It's great. We love it. Honestly, love Brendan Routh. I think he's really underrated as an actor. I think he's fine. He's he's been in some weird shit, but he's good. This also is probably one of the best scenes in the movie because it has the song Black Sheep that slaps so fucking hard. That it's show every every really time good. I listen to that song just in general in my regular life. It's good. It's so and good. I think we all can forget sometimes that Brie Larson can actually sing. So yeah. her cover of it is actually good. It's so good. I listened to her version. Speaking of, okay, so it has taken me a long time to and not that it's like, oh, figured it out. Finally got it together. But it took me a long time to figure out or embrace or understand that I'm queer. And part of that journey involves, I, it took us this long to get to it, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Because like when true. this movie came out, I was like, I have like a girl crush on her. 
And now I have a like, totally not gay girl crush on Ramona Flowers. I guys, I just think she's like really cool. I want to like be her. And there are elements of me that I'm like, oh, I'd like to be like her. But also, <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> like, like I saw Sky High and was like, this girl's really cool. <laughs> and then like five years later, I saw this movie and was like, this girl's really cool. And then I don't have any feelings for her. She doesn't make me feel weird. I don't like. I don't just like looking at her face a lot for any other reason. And then I watched Birds of Prey. You and I watched it almost yeah. a year ago. Before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, when you could go into a movie theater and not be like, am I, is am this I going to die? Is, is this, this the end? Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it was, I was, it was gay. <laughs> it was the gay. It was the gay. I had the gay. <laughs> I got the gay, you guys. I caught the gay. I wanted to look. Mary wa- Elizabeth Winstead made me gay. She made me gay, guys. <laughs> I wanted to be Huntress, but because that's a sick outfit and also what I think my hair and makeup should look like it never does. That's okay. We're going to live, move past it. But also the scene in Birds of Prey where she's on a motorcycle and she lifts up her helmet. And she goes, do you need a ride? I was like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I have a feeling you actually said that out loud in the theater. I think I did. I think you did. I think I went, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Also, let me just say, makeup is a skill that can be learned, so you can get there. Thank you. For Anyone can learn how to do makeup. I'll see you when you get there. Wait, that song is about death. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Okay, left turn. Back let's, it up. Let's back it up and talk about Brie Larson and Brandon Routh. They're wonderful in this. It's so good. And it's also a scene of like, because it's everyone in the back. It's of the, the best fight scene aside from the end, I think. I think all the fight scenes are good. The end is phenomenal. I actually also, I like all of the, I. Oh, I see, like this the, one was my favorite. I, I think. like the Chris Evans one because there, there, there's lots of different stuntmen involved. And it's like just fun to see. Like, it's just visually interesting to me. But all of them are. This one is really good because it's. um. At one point, they're fighting with playing the bass by just playing the bass. And and Todd is clearly a better bassist yeah, than Scott. Much Scott better. Scott fucking sucks. That's also something I love is the through line is like, Scott is not good. <laughs> like, even when he asked Bri- uh, Brianna, <laughs> who's Brianna? <laughs> Ramona. When he asked Ramona to come to one of their shows, she's like, you're in a band? He goes, yeah, we're terrible. Please come. Yeah, that was funny. That one's a good little bit. Um, um, that, that cute part that of he's it is, self-aware. Part of it is that Todd is a vegan, so that's why he has supernatural powers. Yeah, and the reason that Ramona broke up to him, with him is because his dad sent him to the vegan academy vegan to academy. learn his special powers. <laughs> yes. And the way, okay, the way that Scott gets him yeah. is that he has two cups of coffee and he's basically like conceding defeat. And he's like, let's have a drink. And part of the vegan powers is that Todd can read Scott's mind. Yeah. And so he's got two cups of coffee. One of them's with half and half and one of them's with soy. Uh-huh. And he gives Todd the cup of coffee. And Todd's like, that's the one that I want because it's the one that has soy. And he drinks it. But it turns out that Scott was just thinking really hard that it had soy and it actually had half and half. Yeah. And then the vegan police show up. Yes. <laughs> and they... And Todd's like, well, you're allowed three offenses. And then they read off the other two. Yeah. But just he ate gelato and then he ate chicken parmesan. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, gelato isn't vegan. They're like, milk and eggs. And then they're like, you ate chicken parmesan. He goes, chicken parmesan's not vegan. Chicken's not vegan? <laughs> That's so good. 
It's so good. And when we were talking, um, sometimes we ask, well, we often ask ourselves and each other who we would be in this movie. Yeah. And, and I think we would fully point, both be the vegan police. Because what seals it for us is we, because I'm like, because I was like, I don't know that we would. But then there's a shot of the two vegan police after they've taken away Brandon Ross Bowers. They're running back to the car and they high five. And Melanie was like, that's us. That's us. We, oh. sh- we show up for two minutes. We show up for two minutes. Embarrass someone, <laughs> high five and leave. That bounce. We fucking peace. Um, uh, <laughs> and one of us has a mustache. How dare you? It would be me. No. Yes. You don't have a mustache. But I don't have a if mustache. If I were a cop, I would have a mustache. Both of us would have mustaches. I don't know we about that, we, would we? First of all, neither one of us would be cops. Second of all. I don't know. I wanted to be in the FBI for a really long time. I don't know. But they wouldn't let you have a mustache. That's not true. All right. Um, <laughs> we don't know. Oh, this scene has one of my favorite lines in it, which is also Young Neil. Phenomenal delivery because... Um, Knives is backstage and she has dyed part of her hair blue because she saw that Scott's with Ramona, who has blue hair. Oh, and yeah. She's backstage and, and she's so excited to see Envy. Because that's her, that's her favorite band. Her favorite. And Envy is being really, really mean to her. Yeah. Because she knows that Scott dated her. No, I don't think so. They're just, they, she doesn't even know that. Really? Yeah, yeah. she's just mean to her because she's paying attention to Scott and the fact that Scott's with Ramona and they're like angry at each other. Because they're both jealous exes. Yeah, so the reason why she's being shitty to Knives is just because she's like a teen girl that's obsessed with her and is annoying to her. And at one point, Knives is like, oh my God, I kissed the... Like, we both kissed the same person and is like freaking out. And at that point, Envy is like annoyed that she's still talking. And so Todd punches her. Really hard. Really hard. He punches the highlights out of her hair. And this is the delivery. And young Neil says that. He punched the highlights out of her hair. And he punched the highlights out of her hair. Which so is good. a great line. And then Todd gives another good line. He's like, I'm not afraid to hit a girl. Mm-hmm. And, and then they talk about basically being vegan means that you're better than everyone else. Anyway, he gets his vegan powers revoked. And then um, Scott headbutts him. And he turns into he coins. Turns oh, also something fun. Because when they turn into coins... The amounts that like show like how many points you win all have to do correspond with like the number X they are. So for like Todd, who is number three, it's like three thousand points. For um, who's the fourth X? Um, egg. Egg is fourth egg. Yeah, it's like four thousand. Um, five six. It's like five and, and for, six. Uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Arrested <laughs> Development. May Whitman plays. May Whitman plays the fourth ex, whose name I don't Roxy. remember. Her Thank name's you, Roxy. Roxy. Who but I she love. also co-starred in Arrested Development with, with Michael, Michael Sarah as his girlfriend <laughs> Anne. And the joke is that no one in the family knows who she is, and they just call her Egg. The, the, the idea is she's unremarkable. And one of the original jokes in the show was they were just going to recast her so it was like... A different person every time. Playing the same role, because it's like, that's how forgettable she is. But they just kept Mae Whitman. Because she's great. Because she's great. It is a little mean, because also it's like, routinely they cast Mae Whitman as like, forgettable girlfriend. And Mae Whitman is darling. She's very cute, very pretty, very yeah. talented. Well, She's also, not unremarkable at all. That says a lot about Hollywood where it's like, who? Because well, like she's short. Because <laughs> she's short and she's not uh, unsettlingly thin. Yeah. Because the camera adds 10 pounds. Okay. You know what else the camera adds? 
Well, I'm waiting to hear it. <laughs> yes, and. Tiffer and I are both waiting. <laughs> yes, and. Aren't you the professional improviser here? Yes. Um, and? And. <laughs> <laughs> if you, um, I don't have a joke, okay? <laughs> I fucked up. We're tired, man. That's true. You also, I had a meltdown 10 minutes ago about Chris Evans. You think I can make a joke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the next one is right, and this is the part where it's like exes. I, yeah, I didn't really like the part where they no. were fighting Roxy. I didn't love it. Also, it like, does have a great line because Ramona is like, I didn't even think it would count, which is like, oh boy. And she and goes, she, it was just a phase. It was a phase, and and but she says, I was a little bi-curious, and this part I do love because... May Whitman goes, well, I'm a little bi furious. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, I the, what I didn't like about that is that first of all, there are people who date because they're exploring their sexuality yeah. and they're trying to figure it all out, and that's okay, and that's fine. But I don't think that it's right or fair to reduce a former partner to just a phase. Yeah, that's shitty, especially um, if the feelings were that intense for one of them. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, like you are allowed to have dated someone of the same gender uh-huh. and n- decided or learned about yourself that it wasn't for you. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. You're allowed <sighs> to figure yourself out. Also, gender is dead, you guys. Sexuality is fluid. It's okay. Like, it's a process. You don't need to know everything right away. Exactly. And you don't have to belittle or demoralize yes. someone who is secure in their sexuality is- because you weren't. The fuck is this? Lip balm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, Allie, do you have ADHD? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you do you have ADHD? It hasn't been diagnosed, but almost everyone who's met me is certain I do, <laughs> including me. What were we talking about before I realized I had lip balm in my overalls? Gay. Gay shit. We were talking about gay shit. Oh, okay. Also, I think they make a joke about this in the Honest trailer for this movie, but like the way he defeats a lesbian is by making her have an orgasm. Like a What a way to go. I mean, here's the thing. Also, the thing is Ramona is like, because Ramona tries to defeat Roxy herself. And then uses Scott to like Scott's like hold Scott's hands to well, fight her. Scott's and like, a very I liked that. It was very that. very interesting. Yeah. And I thought it was very clever. But yeah. Scott basically was like, "I'm not going to hit a girl." Yeah. Which, if I'm being real, I have some real issues with the whole "you can't hit a girl" thing. Not because you. Sh- it's not because women. Okay. I'm not explaining myself well. Here, may I think? No one should be hitting anyone. Correct. But also, like, you shouldn't not hit someone just because they're a woman. You should be not hitting people, man. Correct. You should not be resorting to that kind of behavior ever. Yeah. That's not... That's not Okay. It's a crime, actually. It's called assault and battery. Yeah. If you you hit people. Yes. But, Um, like, I... I don't know. Maybe that's just because I grew up with brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's I, a very big thing in my family. Like, when my brothers and I would fight, my dad would be like, you can never hit your... Like, when we got older, he was like, you can never hit your sister again because you can't hit women. I'm fine. I'd rather have them learn don't hit women because a lot of women get hit. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, fair. Yeah. But just like the whole idea of like, I can't hit a girl. Like, it feels like maybe it, you just shouldn't be fighting. Yeah. My thing is, it often sounds like a lot of times the same dudes were like, I can't hit a girl. I will, I'll just gaslight her <laughs> for our entire relationship. Yeah. I can't hurt her physically, so I'll destroy her emotionally. And like a lot of people don't consider like verbal abuse abuse. And it's like, it is. It very much is. Um, but anyway, that's my spiel. And I, the way also the thing you is, you Ramona, hit anyone. We learn it in preschool, and too little of us remember don't it. Don't fucking hit people. But also, the thing is, Ramona's like her weak spot is the back of her knees. So Scott just touches the back of her knee, and she like has an orgasm until she explodes into coins. Um, and so that's how they but, defeat but Ramona Roxy. and Scott get in a fight after this, like not a fight, like fight, fight, but like a, a kind of discussion. Where he's like, will you just let me know, like, is there anyone you haven't, he goes, is there anyone at this party you haven't slept with? And she's like, that's fucking mean. It is. Just because someone's dated a lot of people doesn't mean they're a bad person. She also hasn't dated a lot of people, and it's weird that they're including people she, like, kissed one time when she was 15. Or someone she hooked up with for a day in college. Right. Ramona's very much a manic pixie dream girl. She's alternative. She's weird, Mm -hmm. um, and everyone's obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. And we don't know why. Yeah. And she, like, dyes her hair a lot. I think why I kind of avoiding calling her, like, Manic Pixie is because a lot of the Manic Pixie dream girl shit is, like, I'm only here to, like, encourage this man to have a storyline. And while I feel like there's a lot in there about that involves that, it's also very clear, like, Ramona has her own story and her own She's not terribly interested in, like, helping Scott to grow better. She's kind of just like, yeah, I like... It's also sometimes unclear why they like each other. They have... Yeah, the characters have no chemistry. The actors have great chemistry. Yeah, they do. It's just kind of like... There's a lot of, like, moments where you're like, wait, why are they hooking up? But it it also makes sense because it's like, yeah, Scott's kind of an asshole. She only dates... People who are kind of assholes. And also Ramona's an asshole, Ramona too. Ramona is an asshole. She even says at one point, you're just another evil ex wait, waiting to happen. It's after this. But I, also, I think this is a very interesting argument that they have because I think both of them are legitimate to some degree. Because, like, not that you have to disclose every single thing you've ever done to someone you no. just started dating. That's not what I mean. But in the situation where... In order to date her, he has to defeat seven people. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. But and she tells him at the beginning. Yeah, she says, and he you're probably going to have to do this if we're going to date. Yeah, and he doesn't listen, and that's on him. But I don't think he's not... I think he's justified in being frustrated. Yeah. But it's also... She even says, like, I didn't ask for this. I don't like this. Like, I'm also sick of this. Agreed. And she... Her point is, like... I'm trying to outrun my past. It won't leave me alone. Uh Like, clearly you don't want to deal with that, and that's fine, but you shouldn't have started this. Yeah. And I think that's fair, too. Yeah. Um, The next part is, like, the next people they are going against in Battle of the Bands are her two of her exes who are a set of twins, the Katayagi twins. They're hot. Katanayagi? Katayagi. K-A-T-A-Y-A. N-A-G-I. Katayanagi. Also something I love is a through line kind of in the background is that Scott's kind of like a shitty band member. He's not very good and he also doesn't show up for rehearsals and he keeps being like, oh, young Neil knows my part. So 
they even say before this show, like, Scott, if you don't want to play this show, you don't have to. Neil can do it. And he's like, no, I want to do it. Because he's angry because of Ramona. Yeah. And so um, they play, they end up playing and they end up defeating the Kari Nagi twins. And it's a music battle. Mm-hmm. So like they battle through the intensity of their music, yeah, which was really cool to it watch. It was very cool. There's like an animation of like the Kaneyanagi, their like music sort of is like, looks like a dragon that's just feeding them. And Again, Asians, dragon. Still a little weird. Uh, and then Scott's is like a gorilla that defeats them. Yeah. And um, Do we really? I don't think Scott's animal is a gorilla. <laughs> it's not. I think it's like a Wait, deer it's more with like a broken a yeti, leg. Right? It's more like a yeti. It looks more like a yeti. Oh, I don't. I was just thinking of like, what is Scott's animal what analog? What is Michael Sarah? No, not Michael Scare. Not Michael Sarah. Scott. <laughs> Michael Scaria. <laughs> Coming this Halloween. <laughs> oh no! He's slight. He's underrated, and he's here to spook your whole world. <laughs> oh shit! I'd watch that movie. Me too, bitch. Um. So he defeats- they win the battle of the bands, yeah. and be and and uh, Gideon, who is the head of the label, um. Is with, they're with Ramona because he is her. He is the seventh evil, evil ex, ex who created the League of Evil X. And she's finally back with him. And but she seems really upset about it. Yeah. She's like really, it's almost like she's being held hostage and she's really stressed out. And it's almost like he has a microchip in her brain that and controls we find her. Out that she, he does have a microchip in her brain. And sex Oh, he, he offers them a contract. And, and, Scott's, and Scott's like, like fuck like, you, I'll never be in, I'll never do business with you. And young Neil is like, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, young Neil should do it because that's what he deserves. Yeah. People who respect him. Yeah. And so... They're playing the opening of the the New Chaos Theater, his new theater in Toronto, his new place. Where he has a giant throne. We love it. Cause and he invites Scott to go. Scott get what my favorite is the way that he gets in because it's like a secret cool place. Is there's like cool hipsters outside and they're like password. And the first password is whatever. whatever. And he goes, okay. And it's like password. And he goes, <sighs> And they let him in. They let him in. I love it. And then he starts to fight. Gideon, and then Snives shows up to fight Ramona because her idea, she's like, you broke Scott's heart and now I'm going to fight you and you stole Scott from me. And we should say also that as soon as she finds out that Scott, when Scott breaks up with her, she immediately cuts her hair like Ramona's, dyes her hair blue and starts trying to make Scott jealous by going out with young Neil, who also like shouldn't be dating a child. Yeah, also weird. Um, we don't know how old young... No, young Neil is 20. Okay, yeah, we do know that. Yeah. Sorry. And so, Knives and Ramona are fighting. Scott's fighting Gideon, and then... But uh, at one point, he... They Scott align stops, forces. Well, yeah. what happens is Gideon pulls out, and Scott stops them from fighting, and he's like, no, 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 I, you guys don't... Like, she didn't steal me from you or whatever. Like, and she's like, you cheated on me? And he's like, He's like, Knives, yeah, I cheated yeah. on you. And then Ramona's like, you cheated on me? He's like, well, not really. I cheated on her with you. And they're like, well, you dated us both at the same time. Yeah, she's so. like, what is the difference? And Scott's like, you weren't wronged? And she's like, what? And right then, Gideon stabs him with like a sword. And he dies. And when he goes to like a... Um, Spooky, desert. desolate dream world Yeah, place. dream world. And he had an extra life that he won in one of the last fights where it's like, Scott has won an extra life. Also, Bill Hader is like the video game type narrator. Oh, this. yeah. 
I love Bill Hader. Anyway, so he uses an extra life to go back and he just beats, instead of getting the password, he beats up all the like bouncer, Bards. cool bouncer guys. And when he shows up at the at this theater, he's like, guys, you're a better band without me, young Neil. The band sounds so much better without you, without me. You will now be known as Neil. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, which is um, very funny. She's and like Gideon's like, do you want? And then he also apologizes to Kim. He apologizes to Kim, and he also stops Knives from attacking Ramona. And he's like, no, I cheated on both of you. I'm really sorry. You guys I, shouldn't hate each other. You should both hate should me both hate because me. I'm the one that messed up. And then he fights. Well, they all fight Gideon together. And then the the chip that he put in Ramoma, Ramoma's brain shorts <laughs> out. And they uh, eventually win the fight against Gideon. Yeah. And then they all leave, but then it's like, oh, he has to defeat Nega Scott, which is like the negative evil version of him. And then it turns out they just like talk and chat. And he's like, yeah, we don't see that fight. The like Nega Scott shows up. And then the next thing we see is them both walking out of the club and him being like, oh yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. It's like, we're having, we're actually like getting lunch next week. So yeah. And, um, (laughs) um, so it's good to acknowledge the darker parts of yeah. yourself. And so Ramona's like, okay, I'm leaving. And then, yeah, Ramona's like, you guys make a really great team. I'm going to go. Ramona, to Knives, Knives is a child. Knives is a child. And Knives is like, go to her. I'm going to be fine. That's the only time I was like, you will. You'll be so fine. You'll be so much more fine. You'll without be so Scott. much better without this motherfucker in your life, dude. You're gonna she be great. literally saved the day. Knives is the hero of this story. Without Knives, Gideon would have won. Yeah, and exactly. And so um, he ends up with Ramona. Now, in the comics, he and Knives end, end up together. Ugh, barf. Um, <clears throat> and part of me wishes he didn't end up with anybody because I well, kind of want Ramona to have her own... Like, maybe she does want to, like, the way they try to, like, fix it in the movie, because I think they originally shot an ending where he ended up with knives and people were like, no! And then Yeah, because we all know that being an adult and dating a child is illegal and wrong and predatory. Fucking gross! Um, Um, But one of the things that I think, I think we forgot to talk about this, is that during these two fights, he wins different swords, and I forget what the first one is. Maybe it's true love or some shit. Oh, but and the second one is Scott has won the power of self-respect. Yeah, that was one. I think that's what it is. That's yeah. what it power of self-respect. And it like he pulls a sword out of his own heart. It's very fun. Um uh, But I think that would be honestly for me, like what I didn't like about this movie is the whole romance motivation for Ramona, because I think Quite frankly, I think Scott and Ramona deserve each other because they're both terrible. But, like, something I like in that last scene is he's like, no, I'm not fighting you for her. I'm fighting her for you for me. But it's also like, then why are you fighting him? Yeah, like, He if didn't wrong you, bitch. Like, yeah, like, who are... The motivation doesn't really make sense. And also, I think this would be, a, for me at least, a more interesting movie if we actually had a journey where Scott wins and learns about himself and gains some self-respect in the way that he does during the last five minutes of the movie where yeah. he actually, like, apologizes to people for being shitty. Yeah. Um, I would recommend this movie. I like this movie. I think it's, it's all fun. right. Honestly, like, it didn't really do it for me the way I think it did for you. I just think it's very funny. And I like, would say go see it if you like that kind of shit. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 
this is this is like opposite of when we did Sex in the City and you were like, watch it. And I was like, fuck it, I don't care, man. Yeah, the roles have been, sw- the, the terms roles, have been tabled. The terms have been tabbered. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Correct. Um, but I mean, so, I mean, I guess if I had to choose what I recommend this movie, I guess it would be yes. Yeah. Um, was it romantic? I don't um, think so. I don't know. There are moments where it's like, there's I, sometimes I kind of do. I'm like, yeah, I want them to kiss. I think they're cute. Um, we're happy for them. Yeah, I'm um, cool with them kissing. I don't know. I think just um, I don't. I really react strongly to the idea of a man fighting for my hand. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't either. Just if we want to be in a relationship, how about you just talk to me? This shouldn't be about other people if we're in a relationship. Yeah, you shouldn't have to win something to be with me. You I'm should not a ask prize. Me. I'm not a prize. I'm a person. Yeah. I mean, I am a prize. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That caught me off guard. I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> I'm like, you've known me for like five years. I know. It shouldn't surprise me but anymore. I, but no, it's okay. We surprise each other every day because we're friends. Is it sexy? Uh, no, no, I don't think it's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't think this. Movie I mean, is clearly, sexy at all. it's like had some kind of effect on me because right, it but made me but that's because you yeah. found certain characters or actors in it sexy, not because it's a sexy. No, movie. No, 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 no. There's no part of it where I'm like, oh my god, guys, have you seen that scene in Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, no <laughs> one's putting their fingers in anyone's mouth. I don't. That's not a thing <laughs> that I'm like obsessed with. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't hate it, okay? And I'm, I'm saying, saying that I do like, hate it, and anyone who likes it kind of grosses me out a little bit. Well, guess bit. what, bitch? We don't have to worry about this because we're <laughs> never going to have to do it, okay? Watch, watch, watch. When the country is taken over by monsters, they're going to force <laughs> when? us. When? 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 Because I believe people are the real monsters. When? There's going to be something where we're pit against each other, and this is going to come up in a weird way. Oh, this is going to be like in 1984 where they're like, your thing instead of a rat in a cage against your face. It's going to be someone's fingers. Oh, your mouth. God. Yeah. Oh, God. No. <laughs> you don't know where those fingers have been. I also, Think twice before you put your fingers in someone's mouth, bitch. Yeah. No one else is in the mouth. Teeth. Wash your hands. Obviously. I don't. Whatever. We don't need to get into this. <laughs> Now Chris Evans is hearing this like, what kind of freak perv? <laughs> Chris, I'm just giving her shit. She's delightful. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, we don't need to. I'd, I'd be cool. Here's the thing. I think he and I would be good buds. I think we could bro out and have a good time. Why? I just think we'd get along. Yeah, but you never could because you're so deeply attracted to him. I'm not. I'd get over it. <laughs> I don't think so, babe. <laughs> Do, I'm, here's the thing you know why we've I, already established at the beginning because, of this podcast this, that men and women right cannot now. be friends listen to me this is why because I've spent enough time in my life being like this person's attractive but like they're never this is never going to happen between us so I just turn that part of my brain off right but why would you do that because maybe it will because happen because I care about friendship yeah but what if they like you and want to doink you <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I can't imagine getting doinked by Chris Evans. Allie is hiding <laughs> underneath her coat right now. 
boy. Oh Are boy. you okay, babe? Did I take it too far? No, it's not. It's not like oh, I never thought about that before. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a second. Okay, should we do Doink Mary Kill? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, do you want to do one or do you want me to come up um, with one? I I can get one for you. Should okay. we do some evil axes? Yeah, let's doink, Mary kill! Alexis. Okay, we got Gideon Sh- uh, Schwartzman. Okay. As the characters or the actors? Let's do characters. Okay. Because, or we can also do actors after, but okay. Um, short, uh, seven, Gideon. Okay. Third, Todd. Matthew Patel. Oh, shit. Right? Okay. I would marry Matthew Patel. I knew it. He's cute. He is very attractive. Have you? T- I, I even said like out of makeup, he's uh, like when he how he regularly looks very cute. But also very as cute. like an emo boy. Ooh, shit. Ooh. Um, I would I marry know. Matthew Patel. I would doink Todd, and I would kill Gideon. That feels correct. Yeah. I think I might go the same way. I feel like Todd would be really good at doing it. Here's actually. Hmm. He might not be though, because he or maybe he is. He's been kind of dumb, where it's either really dope because he's not worried about it, he's not thinking about it, or it's like not good because he's not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. My assumption is that the vegan powers make you good at everything because you can think, see in someone's mind. Yeah. Okay. Party on. Party on. Yeah. I think I would go the same way. Okay. Do you have one? Uh. Well, let's do the actors because now I'm curious. Oh. Okay. It might be the same. No. Oh, really? No. Here's the thing with Brandon Routh. We're both tall brunettes with thick eyebrows. So at a certain point, I'd be like, I might as well, like, if I want to fuck myself, I can do that at home. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know we don't look alike, but it's close enough where I'm like, we don't, we don't, I don't think it would be healthy if we pursued this in this manner. Fair enough. I think it'd be good if we were buds. You're lovely and delightful and gorgeous, but uh-huh. we cannot we cannot continue any further. He's like, I'm fucking married. <laughs> I'm like, please, Brandon. He's like, married? Not interested. <laughs> I'm like, Brandon, come on. Let's move forward. <laughs> I probably Yeah, I'd probably marry Patel and fuck Schwartzman. I think that's what I would do. Really? I think that's what... I okay, for the actors, I would full-on marry Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Um, I would kill Brandon Routh, and I would fuck Patel in real life. Yeah, that's how it would work. Yeah. There are just so many people in this. Oh, guys, write in. A lot of doinkable characters. Who would you doink? Um, <laughs> write in. Email cool. us at our email, hellnocast at gmail.com. You could go on our website. You could tweet us on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. You could Instagram us on the Instagrams. We're all at, at hellnocast and or hellnocast.com. Yeah, we post pretty regularly every time our episodes drop. So and it's sometimes a, intermittently. Sometimes we decide to do posts not on, yeah. on episode day. Mm-mm. Crazy shit. Wild. Um, but definitely keep track of us there because that's where, you're, where you will get the most up-to-date information. Yes. And if you want to listen to us on more platforms, mm-hmm. you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you can do that would 
really help us out that we would very much appreciate Mm -hmm. is leave us a like, leave us a five-star review if you're so inclined, and spread the good word about the good pod. Because we enjoy making people laugh and we enjoy making this content. And the best way for us to get recognized and put our shit out there is for you to tell people if you enjoy us. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for talking about it. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Me too. Or whatever time you're listening to this. Have a great time. Have a great time. Bye. Love you. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded in Scoundrel and Scamp Theater in Tucson, Arizona. And Allie and I just want to thank the theater for allowing us to record there. Special thanks are also in order to Tiffer Hill, our engineer, for putting up with all of our shenanigans and making us sound fabulous. As well as Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille. Yeah. Tiffer... We need to pay you. We're, we need to pay you. We're so sorry. <laughs>